the geek for another week this is the 22nd of june 2000 and gonna, i thought you were going to say this is the 22nd episode do we we're, know where we're at we're 30 34 or 35 Ooh, something like that yeah so we're getting up there it is 22nd of june 2017 joining me as always tom mcgill rick legato dan miller myself dave scotland we're here to ramble on about uh, some kind of cult-based music from some era bygone. <laughs> and tonight we are having a look at the cult sci-fi, and I say loosely classic, <laughs> The Ice Pirates. Brought to you, uh, or brought to this show by Tom McGill. Oh, uh, let's not argue of who is, <laughs> you know, fault to, who is to thank or punish <laughs> for bringing this music to the show. It's, who to thank? We're all together in this, right, guys? <laughs> guys? <laughs> guys? Guys, come on, guys. Um, so, myself personally, I had never seen the film before. I somehow oh. escaped the 80s and never saw it. Um, <clears throat> and I wasn't even ready for the fact that it was a comedy. Mm. And and I I apologize to you, Dave, because I know that you don't like you're not partial to the comedies as much as you are to the action yeah, films. Yeah, I certainly don't part with dollars over comedies re yeah. regularly. Yeah. Um, so, what are our Should thoughts? You. Uh, Dan, had you seen it prior? I'd heard about it. Mm -hmm. So again, when chilling with my mates, or I don't know what, there was that sort of vibe in the background. Oh, Ice Pirates, that's an Ice Pirates. You should go and see that. It's a cool Ice Pirates. But I never did. So, um, yes, I was surprised as anyone. Rick? Um, I somehow managed to avoid it mm. up until now. Well, it all makes sense now. You guys <laughs> just weren't prepared. So weren't we are in a similar situation to what we were in the last show with Hawk the Slayer, in that Rick was the only person that had seen the film and we were all virgins to the film. Except that film was good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a biased opinion, I, I feel it. So, Tom, did you... So you've seen it, seen it before? I had seen it before. I'd even recorded it on my VHS tape <gasps> so I could see it again. <laughs> Back in the mateys. This oh, isn't the one that you held the, <clears throat> the cassette up to and recorded. No, no, that was the dark uh, black hole. The black hole That's was right, the one I, I recorded the audio to. So I had this... This uh, this fable for really rotten films, <laughs> but maybe that's what what the '80s gave us. I don't know. Um, it was a MGM Studios uh, production, directed by Stuart Raphil, mm. um, who also went on to do the Philadelphia Ex Philadelphia Experiment, mm. which is a good film, which I have heard about but not seen. Yeah, it's sort of a time travelish type thing. It's yeah, true. almost loosely based on a. Um, 
uh, a conspiracy theory where the American government were doing um, stealth experiments and a ship disappeared in the harbour and mm. during this experiment. Um, and the, the theory goes that when it reappeared, people were half hanging out of bulkheads and things like that. I want to put a film on the list for the future. Which one? The Final Countdown. Ah, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Where the aircraft carrier, this aircraft carrier goes, goes back through to a World special storm and comes out of the storm a day before... Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Uh, this is another one I haven't seen, but a film. No. Yeah, yeah. see, that would be a film. Very good. It's yeah. um, Martin Sheen, oh. Kurt Douglas. Um, that's about it, really. There's a, bu- <laughs> there's a bunch of other uh, sort of TV-esque um, and, and movie actors in it, but they were the two main main actors. Very good. But, yes, the uh, director did a sort of a two-time films because this one is considered, it, by him at least, as a time film. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, we were saying about the poster that it's one of the few posters of this type that doesn't have the words battle through time yeah. or, you know, <laughs> something equally outrageous. But yet it does actually have some time travel stuff going on. And it. it's a memorable, unique. It's certainly unique. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Uh, the blurb that we have here in, um, uh, in IMDb, in the, in the far future, water is the most valuable substance. Two space pirates are captured, sold to a princess, and recruited to help her find her father, who disappeared when he found information uh, <laughs> dangerous to the rulers. And it's a real space opera with sword fights, explosions, fighting robots, monsters, bar fights, and time warps. Very That's, accurate. It's a very accurate description. It's well it's done. Not too bad. Yeah. They took all of that and just poured it all in. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the tag, the tag is "See a totally spaced adventure," <laughs> or you have been, th- you have to be there to see it. Hmm. Which is a crazy tagline for a film. So um, <coughs> let's uh, let's lead off. First, first of all, let's qualify what what the waffle is that we call a show, mm. where we take a movie like just like this one. Um, we say straight up. In your face right now that this is probably one pure hour plus hour and a half long spoiler because we quite literally tell you what the movie is <laughs> in a linear format and how we found uh, various characters and plot points and things like that throughout the film uh, in a round table type <clears throat> discussion um, how would we how would we sell this to somebody as to when they should listen to this before the film after the film Probably not during. I think the three of you are a good example of that. Why people should maybe hear the podcast first, so that they're prepared for what they're going to watch, so they're not being surprised like the three of you were. Yes, that might be that. That might be how we should rate a film at at the very end. See it first, like (laughs) listen to us, then see it. See it, then listen to us. um, As a result of uh, which, which is the best way to see? Yeah, a lot of these things are not as good cold. They're better with a little bit of prep and a little bit of explanation yeah, and, and a little bit of looking for certain things that yeah, are being spoken yeah, about, and then you're, yeah. right, and you're like, ah, there it is. That's yeah. the. Yeah. If you're erring on one side or the other, you would listen to this, then watch the film because things might make sense to you or not, mm. and you might have more of an opinion, yeah, like yeah. your own opinion. And and me having seen the film in the days when I, we didn't have a VCR, mm-hmm. and then by the time we had a VCR and then it came on the telly and I said, oh, I'm going to record this, because I had from, so 84, I was, oh, I was uh, 13 years old. So 
that's the kind of humor that I would have really enjoyed <laughs> back then. And I remember fondly certain parts of the film. Yeah. And so then re-watching it years later, you, you only remember the, those good bits that you look forward to. So you sort of mm. jump from one of those, you know, space herpes. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. And uh, to the next memorable scene. So the, ver the version you would have had would have had pause points where the TV commercials did you, did you used to pause the recording when the TV commercials came on and then just uh, recording I, again? I, a, bit, a bit more advanced than that I had a dubbing system oh, okay. and so I would record the whole sucker without watching it yeah. and then I because I didn't want to sit through the commercials and then I uh, dubbed it onto the tape that I wanted to keep cutting out all the commercials that's pretty advanced <laughs> that's pretty full on that's pretty yeah, I was serious, cool. serious about my movies. So All in, right, in so my mind... In a cheap way. <laughs> in, the way I like to think about Tom watching this is in East Berlin somewhere, in East Germany, <laughs> in a darkened room with a few people that have gathered... A few, 50. Yeah, 50 people that have come in to watch this Hollywood film from the West. They don't understand English very well, but they love yeah, it because it's Smuggled forbidden. in a loaf of bread, yeah. thrown over. That's how I prefer to think of Tom watching it, and that warms my my heart <laughs> and makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Just keep in mind that they did translate it. My, my version was in German. Oh, really? So it was all so the, uh, to injury. So the master of ceremonies for the show of all things narrative is Dan. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dan, you're going to kick us off and try to guide this, uh, this thing. <clears throat> I'd like at least try to keep us on the rails. Keep us on the rails, yeah, through a few, few of the story beats. All right, so all let's, right. let's jump into it. All right, so... Where does it start? It starts with a bit of a scrawl at the at the start of the um, at the at the start of the thing, and um, which gives us a bit of an explanation that uh, it's called Ice Pirates. It's a yellow yellow scroll. It's a yellow scroll. Is that important? Well, it's the post Star Wars days. Oh yes, I suppose this movie we will find does take a lot of uh, inspiration from a lot of different places. Um, it, is, it is a spoof. I'm glad you said purpose. that because I nearly forgot that, and we do need everything we were about to talk about and puts it into context. This is purposefully the exact yellow that they use on Star Wars, and in fact, Star Star Warriors, Star yeah. Warriors, yeah, is the uh, the French title. Oh, right, okay. Of the film Star, Star Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> well, the French for Star Wars is Les Guerres des Étoiles, okay, and this one is Les Guerrières des Étoiles. Uh -huh. So they're just trying to make it sound exactly the same. And in Ger the German title is Krieg der Eispiraten, which is War of the Ice Pirates. Yeah, okay. And Krieg der Sterne is War of the Stars. Okay. So the Germans did the same thing. Uh, War okay, of the okay, Stars. Okay. That's just War of the Stars is Star Wars in German. Yeah. Yeah. War of the Stars and War of the Star Pirate uh, Ice Pirates. So they all try to do... Uh, Dave, tell us about the font that they've chosen here. Because when I was first watching this, I'm like, space movie, space. Yeah, and I'm yes. like, I'm, I'm ready for... Yeah. And then all of a sudden I get... What's this? Gothic? It's, no, this is swashbuckling. It's yeah, I, 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 I eventually got it. Yeah. But at the start, I was like... It's nightmare. What's going on here? <laughs> you definitely couldn't read it. It looked like we were about to watch Yellowbeard. <laughs> yeah, this thing yeah. That's up. the yeah. idea. So everything's in a yeah, pirate it's, font. It's genius. This film is pure... Genius, <laughs> absolutely, and and without ever seeing it, you hear the word, the hear you hear the phrase "ice pirates," and you think, well, they're borrowing the pirate thing. Yeah, um, they're not literally pirates. <laughs> I mean, come and on. Lo and behold, 
One has no hand. <laughs> there was nobody with an eye patch, were there? Was anybody? No, no, of course there was. Oh, the parrot guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. of course there was. And he had a parrot on his shoulder. Yeah, he yeah. even had a parrot. Exactly. All right. So the galaxy is is dry. There's no water in the gal- galaxy, um, and essentially there's a big bad crew who um, uh, are the bosses of all the water, and they're called the Templars, and they're the baddies. Mm-hmm. And we have the ice pirates, who incidentally are a bit of a group. So it's not just. There's sort of a sort of a loose collective or something, mm-hmm. and they're the um, they're going to be our good guys, and the ice pirates steal ice and water from the bad guys. So that's our setup, right? Um, so the first story beat that I've got here is that it starts in space, and it uses the really cool word um, "laser shields on." The premise in here is uh, sorry to interrupt you again, sure. but right before you go away from that um, yellow scroll text, they're the pirates. They don't. They don't steal from the rich to give to the poor. You know, they steal to be rich. They're not <laughs> really keep. necessarily the good guys. Yeah. They're pirates. So how do we make sure that we know that they're the good guys? Because in the text it says the Templars are, they have an attribute. What is the attribute? Evil uh, Templars. Uh, yeah. Right there. Because if we don't tell that, honestly, they're the government. They manage the eyes. I mean, they feed the people. <laughs> they're not necessarily the bad guys. <laughs> that's definitely true. Yeah, yeah no, that's a, that's a really interesting point. Uh, yeah, all right. Um, so the government, with their ice, no doubt taking it to poor, uh, poor dehydrated people across the universe, have a fleet of spaceships. They're flying across the universe, and we're on board with their, one of our pirate crew, and they have a have a load of robots, and they're about to um, raid one of the fleet. Uh, and so they're going to go up to one of the freighters, which is a Y-class freighter, and they're going to board the freighter, as you do when you're a, when you're a pirate. So I think, um, what are some of the features? What are the the what are the, some of the things? That, what I want to discuss is what are some of the things that are on this spaceship that they raid? Cockpit. There's a cockpit. Yeah. Ice. Ice. That's Car- definitely. Cargo. And a princess. And a princess. That's right. There's a princess in on a the strange <laughs> tanning booth of some yeah. sort. That's, That's right. right. She's in some kind of cryogenic. So if we could sleep, and you does, know, that, do all those ships have a princess? Is I don't know. The Maybe cargo? they all. They have one each. I don't know. Is that how Absolutely. it works? Absolutely. They would all have. It would a princess. be a real strange coincidence <laughs> yeah. if they had just picked the yeah. right one by coincidence. They would have yeah. CD players and a princess. What else has it got? Also, in in, in addition to the princess. Her, uh, uh, the handmaiden. And what's her name? Nana. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Nana would have been funnier, I think, actually. <laughs> She's the nanny. That's right. So we've got the princess and the nanny. That's right. On there. All right. Um, so, so what kind of things happen when they, they board the ship? There's a big fight that breaks out. How many body parts get chopped off in that immediately, fight? Immediately, right? We lose a hand immediately, listen, right? At listen, the start. let's not gloss over the fact that in the first two minutes of the film, they crash through a wall oh, yeah. and yeah. find themselves in front of an alien that part. sitting on the toilet. <laughs> yes. Farting. Farting. Yeah. That's and he correct. looks surprised, which is odd, because they spent five minutes drilling through yeah. the wall, yeah. <laughs> then burst through, and then he's like, oh, what's going on? And that vaudeville routine of, get that, will you? And then the next one's, get that, will you? And they keep going further down the line until the last guy has to conk him on the head. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now I know what I'm about to watch. 
Yeah. Whether that was a good thing or not, but finding out that in the two first two minutes was... Yeah, uh, setting up the... That's right. Setting up the world. Okay, so another good shtick that they have is that the uh, everybody's got robots. The pirates have got robots. Yep. I kind of like this in the movie, that everybody had, had some robots, and our heroes keep kind of Frankensteining together all of their robots because they keep getting in fights with swords and having bits of them chopped off. Now, let's let's discuss the... Like, we've already met some key people by now, though. Uh, yeah. So well, who, on, on the pirate crew. Yes. Oh, I suppose we haven't done the pirate crew, let's, have we? Let's have a quick talk about our key people, our key personnel on the pirate crew. Okay, so what is, what is the point of view of this story? Going back to what we were talking about in a recent meeting with some people talking about stories... What is the point of view of the story? I think it would be the captain's point. Yeah, I think so Who too. Was it? Yeah, Jason. Jason. Yeah, is the uh, played by Robert Rick, mm-hmm. um, and his offsider uh, Roscoe. Roscoe. Roscoe, played by Michael D. Roberts. So really, it's the pair of them is the is the mm. kind of the, the yeah. They've got a strong buddy connection there. Um, don't want to have too many spoilers too early, but what about the princess? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, she's mm. she's pretty critical. A, a lot of the story rolves around those three. She is the the reason the plot moves forward because it's yeah. all about her finding her father. She's but the instigation. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. she's the in, in yeah. The She'd incident. be the inciting incident if inciting he's incident. if he's the main if he if it's his perspective, then she's the inciting incident. The inciting incident to kick off the story. Well, give me the moment when the when that actually happens. When without her, the the the, the, the Templars lay that trap, don't they? They want to find the seventh world, and they need somebody to navigate. And because the father of her, one of the people who found the seventh world, they found his daughter and said, "Okay, we're going to use his daughter to find it." Yeah, I don't know if they plan to be hijacked by pirates right from the start, but certainly halfway through the film, they realize, "Oh, we can use those pirates to lead us there." Either, either when she saves them from having their balls chomped off by the metal, <laughs> the metal mouth thing, um, or buys them when they're slaves. But either way, she's the one that sets the his story in motion. So anybody who's listening to this without having seen the movie, you get an idea of yeah, yeah. a bucket full of stuff that's been poured into this movie by that little conversation there. All right, so they're on the spaceship. Um, what happens and what's the end result of them raiding the spaceship? Um... They get <coughs> captured? No, not yet. They, they get a bit of ice. Yeah, they get and some yes, ice and a princess. They get the ice and the princess. And they make a run for it, and they split up. Our Jason Jason sees the princess and yep. decides to kidnap her for yep. some reason, just because he likes doing that type of thing. Well, initially, as you said before the podcast, they lament the fact that they can't rape her. Yes, although right. he, <laughs> Although he does this strange thing where he's trying to see if she's awake. And he kind of puts his hand underneath her nose like she's trying to get her to smell his finger. <laughs> I found the whole Which thing. Which would wake anyone up. <laughs> I found the whole thing odd and awkward. <laughs> A little awkward, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so they then they start a fight with the people on the, on the spaceship. There's a big, gigantic fight, including karate robots. And so we get introduced to the Templars. We get introduced to the Templars. Which, where, do you know the name, where do you know the name Templars from, historically? From the Knights Templar. From Knights Templar. And they're dressed from as Earth. Knights. And these are wearing 
They're wearing chainmail. Chainmail, yes. <laughs> as they fly their spaceships. This could actually be the only sci-fi movie where anyone's wearing chainmail. Because if they're likely to get it, not, not likely to get attacked by people with laser guns, yeah, yeah, they're exactly. likely to get attacked with people with swords. Yeah, exactly. That's what they okay. All right, so <clears throat> the Knights Templar wearing their chainmail are flying the spaceships. Our uh, pirate hero, um, Jason, um, you know, um, bundles them up essentially uh, and then steals the ice. Gigantic karate robot fight ensues mm-hmm. and they then escape with the princess. Have we covered that? That's the that's the, the yep. starting kickoff. Yep. They steal the princess, they leave the nanny behind? Or do they take no, they nanny take nanny. Well? No, they take the nanny, take as, nanny well. as well. Yep, yeah. yep. The, the, she's going to be part of the crew essentially for the mm. the future of the of the thing. All right. So then what happens is a little bit um so the next story beat that I've got is called Escape in Space. So the princess, the nanny, Roscoe, Jason, a whole bunch of robots, some ice, the rest of the pirate crew are all on the pirate ship. And then what happens? They get attacked and have to split up. But who do they get attacked by? Uh, Templars. No. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but Zorn. Zorn. Oh, specifically. Specifically. By, yeah. Who Zorn. is he? Who is he? Is he a <clears throat> chief administrator? Or so? Did they ever? Did anyone? I got the feeling he was the son of the guy that was in the special. His name is Supreme Commander. Was he the son of the guy that was in the? Who's ramp- the Supreme the... Commander? Zorn or the guy in the? Thing? No, no, no. The other guy that he meets on the thing. And here's our first connection to one of our previous. Uh, movies that we discussed yep. because we had watched another film where the the leader yeah. the president as it were was in a in a traction in a traction machine wrecking something that's yeah. true and that for was for no apparent reason whatsoever <laughs> same here it did not propel the uh, story in any way so that was Buckaroo Banzai where the president was in a traction machine and the supreme commander is in a traction machine mm-hmm. in here and the prom- mm-hmm. possibly the same one Possibly. It could be, yes. Possibly. They wheeled out the MGM traction machine. It's one of those multiverse things. All right, so Zorn gives chase. Now, Zorn is some boss dude. Um, He's the Darth Vader to the Emperor type character. Remember, I only think in terms of Star Wars. I'm I'm lagging behind with the imagery here, which, by the way, we we need to ignore is there. Yes, we can't linger on the imagery and just last go, show was a crutch. By the that. time we got to the last twenty minutes, we were just it was looking a crutch. at the pictures. <laughs> we were just sort of talking about a slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Zorn spaceship attacks their spaceship, and a couple of remarkable things happen. One of them, Tom has already alluded to, is that they have the amazing power of splitting their spaceship into three. And what is the result of splitting their spaceship into three? It uh, splits up their pursuers. You're just making that up. Well, that's, well that, was the, that was the plan, wasn't that was it? The, but what it didn't is the work. result in the movie? Oh, well, in the movie, no, that didn't Nothing work. Happened. No, they they just split up the spaceship yeah. and they, they just, just chased the one in the middle. Actually, we haven't <laughs> mentioned who two of the actors are in the crew, which is pretty... Uh, yes, okay, what's a, what's a, what's a famous... Ooh, and what's yeah. one hell of a famous person yeah. in the crew? Oh, yeah. yeah. And Jellica Houston? Yes. That's true. Huge... Yep, and uh, Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Perlman. Hellboy. Or the silent drill. Mm. But you don't gloss over it, right? The big guy that's about six foot eight and built like a brick shed. He's house. not there yet. He's not there yet. Oh, no, we, no, haven't, we haven't met him yet. Met okay, him okay yet. yes, well, I'll We've still got more crew on. to collect. I mean, yes. the, remember, the bucket is almost bottomless yes, here. Right. It's going to be boring forever. <laughs> that's right. All right, what else happens on the spaceship? Um, it involves Roscoe. 
and laser beams. Oh, and space. Fight. Yeah, invaders. he mans the controls because he has to do it because he's good at the high score thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. he puts 20 cents into the console and, <laughs> and plays Space blip, Invaders. Blip, 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 blip. <laughs> <Pure> genius. <laughs> And he, shoots, he doesn't shoot the other spaceship. He shoots their lasers. He shoots the lasers, yes. Yeah. Yes. So it kind of, again, like splitting up the spaceship, doesn't have too much of an effect. Yeah. Okay, so essentially uh, the uh, the idea here is they're, they're going to get beaten um, and Zorn boards, boards their ship. Now, what does Zorn do when he boards the ship? Dave, give us pictures. He takes the he princess do? back. Oh, does he? And, and he, he makes right. the heroes slaves. Ah, yes. So he captures ah, yes. them and slaves. That's right. He captures all of the pirates on the ship. Well, those two, just Roscoe and Jason. Now, because the others have gone off in the... Because they although they never told us this in the in movie, the, other the others are, are in those split-up yeah, spaceships. Right. We saw them. We saw the spaceship split. They but said, nobody in the movie tells us that they're oh, in who those... Is, yeah. Who is where? It's yeah. just... Not well, split up the spaceships. And then it's like, now we'll... And nobody explains. There's no sort of payoff there. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, in relation to our last movie, the slaves in this movie as well are pasty white looking people. A um, little bit more clothes, albeit mm. What was the slaves from the last Oh, yes, true. The slaves they from the last movie. They were pasty white just <laughs> Yes, very cold pommies, no doubt. <laughs> Out in the forest. Yeah. Tied to a tree with, in their underpants. So now we meet the big fella. Now, um, who's he? He's very wait, 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 wait. Just before we do, just yep. before we do. We have to cut, because this is a time movie, we have to cut into the future a little bit. Now, what's Zorn's motives here? We're, we're not introduced to them. We don't know them as watching the story. What they are the in reality But is, as we know yeah. from watching the story. Because Tom, the government is terribly rich by having the... They have the only ice in the galaxy. And, yes, uh, the, and the seventh mysterious seventh planet is apparently a water planet. So they apparently want to find that. They and how are that. they going to find the water planet? What's their cunning plan? To let the princess yep. lead them to it. Isn't that the idea? By trying to find her father who has found it. Mm. All right. So does that make sense for their actions to come in here and steal the princess no. from the pirates? No. Well, they had the princess to start with. So they need the princess. Right. They're trying to get a, get her back. Yeah. Okay, so they get her back? Yeah. They okay. free her. It's almost like they the came up with the follow the princess with the pirates after the fact. Yeah. They Maybe already so had a plan. So are we saying that we don't, they don't have that plan yet? I no, they, so. no. They're, yeah. they're, they're, and it just occurs to them a little yeah. bit later on. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. So they, they put our heroes in a cage. Okay. And um, with many, many other people. With many, many other people. Uh, including our new future hero who's going to join us. And what's his name? Killjoy. Yeah, Killjoy. <laughs> Killjoy. Is Killjoy ever said anywhere in the movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I think so. Once. Yeah. It must. It can't be more than once. Yeah, it doesn't say very often. <laughs> so I, can't, um, he I didn't know it from reading IMDb. No, they mentioned it. Played okay. by uh, John Mantuzak, who is a very famous NFL player. He actually mm. played with and against... I think more with O.J. Simpson. Oh, right. <clears throat> and the, of that era as well. Okay. And these guys were rock stars, man. Mm-hmm. They were super, super rock stars. But he was the gimp-looking beastie thing in Goonies. Oh, was yes. he? Oh, wow. Afterwards. After Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that until I did a bit of research on this film. But, yeah, he'd actually been in a couple of things. There's not a lot of people out there with NFL player and actor. Hmm. Okay. He's one of them. Another connection for you. 
Flash Gordon. Was he in that Flash Gordon? No, but he's a football player and so is Flash oh, Gordon. Oh, okay, he was too. He was too. <laughs> All right then. So they're in these cages and they meet Killjoy, who seems to be a bit of a smart sort of a cookie. Um, <clears throat> they're all being taken somewhere. Where they're where they being taken to? To the homeworld? Leave market. Oh, the homeworld, yeah. The, the, I need a name. The Templar. I'm going to need a name. Templar I was, Planet I was one. happy that I, that I plucked homeworld. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Home That's one. Good. Home one. <laughs> It's planet Mithra. I think yes, the name yeah. of the planet should have been extra points and not a, not required for a correct answer. I think Homeworld, I should, you've got to give me something. <laughs> because as you're describing this movie, I'm starting to feel like I might not have watched it. Uh, I'll give you a bonus question. <laughs> What's going to happen to them when they get to Mithra? They go to the processing plant. Ah, yes, they must Isn't be processed. Isn't Mithra the thing that the... That, that, Elsewhere. That, uh, Mithra. What's his name? Bilbo wears... No, the, the evil guy. Um, Supreme Commander. Supreme no, Commander. Zorn. What the the guy who captures them? What's Zorn? His name? Zorn. Zorn. What's his, what's on his head? I don't know. Some sort of crown. Some sort of elveny. What's the thing that the crown? Pope wears? Is that a Mithra? What the Pope has oh, on his head? I don't, I don't know, know what the Pope wears. I don't know. It's a Mithra. Is it? Yeah. Is it? But this is what he wears. I see now in the picture is not what the Pope wears. Okay, we have another connection to the Pope. <laughs> Thanks for that roundabout, Tom. <laughs> okay. And there's That's another connection that. as well, because we're just about to talk about eunuchs, which probably also has another connection to the Pope. <laughs> so when they get to Mithra, they're going to be redesigned. Yes. Is the term. Yes. Okay. Processed. Processed. Um, now, there's they're, they're in this big cargo thing. They've looked out. They've seen Mithra. They've seen all the water. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. And then they see two new, two other people. And who are the other people who they see in the cargo hangar? Looking down out of the cages, down to the ground. Yes, looking down, down, down to, onto well, the ground. Well, the, 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 the Zorn and then the princess. That's right. They're walking past. Now, now you might argue, because she sees them. Yes. And without any planning. Yes. She frees them. Mm-hmm. And remember, she'd just been kidnapped She's by them. She's just been kidnapped by them. And that's and she tried to a stab. little bit of a plot hole. Now remember, <laughs> she tried to stab Jason in the neck with a dagger. Yes, yes. that's right. Whilst he Plus was it feeds into Zorn's plan. So is he the one who gave her the idea? Maybe. There's a bit Gee, of a hole here. you suggest that there's a plot hole in this movie. Oh, Maybe she's a one. double agent. We, you, we can argue, but I think I will defend this <laughs> this point. <laughs> we have an important piece of information that um, actually happens in this, this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one of the people in the cage tells us about Count Vasco. Mm. And Count, because they, they notice Karina, Princess Karina, they tell mm. about Count Vasco. And what has Count Vasco been up to? Well, he's got his own planet. Mm-hmm. I'll give you half point. Um, he's been, they think he's been assassinated. Yes, but what is he doing? What is he doing? What has the Count been R- doing? Rebelling against... No. Zorn? Well, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, oh, let's watch the film again yeah. and then meet here in <laughs> two hours. Yep. I need to get a cricket sound effect. Count Vasco has been searching for the seventh world. Okay, cool. Is Count Vasco the head with the, the owl? The, the, the Count the Vasco. Owl. Yeah. Count yeah. Vasco is Princess Karina's father. Oh. Oh, different person then. Yeah. Well, yes, not Zorn. Is that what you were thinking? I was, no, oh, yeah. headless dude. No, it's I thought it was the, but the, doesn't the, the guy with the owl. rebel, the Chake of the blonde Che Guevara guy, is about to get processed. Is, Wendon, I was thinking saying, of you know. Put down that's, him. that's him. Brothers that's him. That's him. Yeah, he's the one who tells us this information. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah, it comes right. from him. Yes, exactly. All right, so that's an important plot point. Okay, so um, what else have I got here? 
Um, a lot more than I've got here. <laughs> <laughs> you try to forget these films too fast. <laughs> <laughs> have to retain it at least until the podcast. <laughs> All right, so they're finished pris- being prisoners and they're going to go down to the planet. And um, I've got here as the next story point, uh, Unix are us. Yes. And uh, they're going to get processed. Yep. That's so, the big chompy thing. That's the testicle chomper. Yes. That's yes. the thing that stays in your mind when you're a teenager watching that film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sticks in your mind. One would nightmares. Think, one would think this particular area would be a little bit more blood-drenched than it is. <laughs> yes, yes. And I noticed that they had, you know, cries in the background and the cries were kind of, ow! Yeah. Ooh! <laughs> ow! That's <laughs> Smarts. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, really? I think those screams would have been a little more blood curdling than that. This guy's got finger toes. Yes, it is very weird. All right. So what's going to happen here is that somehow yep. the princess has infiltrated Unix or us yep. and paid off the guards or something or other, and she's going to deactivate the detesticler for just long enough for our heroes to pass through. Um, save his junk. Although before they go through the de-junking, I thought it was interesting <laughs> and pointless that they actually <laughs> shaved them. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, That's in, right. in the their, production line. They, That's right. They, um, and put, they cut off their clothes with chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> Or hedge trimmers or whatever that was. <laughs> That's correct. I didn't know what they were doing with those chainsaws and then when they yeah. sort of peeled the clothes and off, I'm thinking, oh. I thought it was odd that they went for a back crack and sack before they... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the whole thing a little strange, but I thought, yes. okay. It could be the targeting system for the chomper. Uh, it yeah. requires nice, su- supple, soft skin to target in on. Um, all right, what happens after that? Uh, there is... Actually, the uh, one of the processing people says, um, pretend... Um, That's right. Pretend you've been done um, uh-huh. because your life depends on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like they that. go down to the showroom floor. They get That's dressed right. up nicely. They get uh, Roscoe Sprout's uh, moustache all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> yes, they have white hair all After of a sudden. After being shaved, suddenly <laughs> has a moustache. <laughs> they look like a cross between a, a 1980s gymnast and the Golden Girls. Yes, and they all have to talk in high voices. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because that's the way Unix talks. Apparently. Yes, because apparently that's the way Unix talks. <laughs> All right, and then, uh, lo and behold, not only does the princess turn up, but the nanny and as Nana, well, yeah, as well. Nana turns Who up, uses the opportunity of inspecting the eunuchs mm. to get a bit of a feel. Mm. That's that she does. All right, then. So they purchase the uh, those two pirates now. Not quite sure why they want to purchase the pirates now. What would be their motivation again? Because she. Has she been awake? Did she did she meet this guy? Yeah, she did. Remember, she got kidnapped by him and wanted to stab him in the neck. That's I had thought she wants them because they have a ship and they can take him to her father. Yeah, and but, I'm pretty, but it's not because they ultimately don't take... They use her ship. They use her ship, yeah. That's right. But, so therefore, it's hormonal. But, <laughs> but she needs them to fly the ship. To fly the ship and do all the... That's a fair call. No, that's right. no. Ah, because she business. knows the guy who is uh, Caradine, right? Who's on the on the planet, in the desert planet. That's right. Yeah. Hunting gophers with his with mm-hmm. his 
thing. The father of David Carradine. And that's the guy who she needs to find, and he's a pirate. And so she needs pirates to lead to her, lead to, her to the pirate, pirate planet. Exactly. That's yes. it. Spot on. Okay, okay. so. Well done. So um, I'm coming they, back now. They, 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 they then board the ship of fools I've got here, the ship of fools. So they're all on the ship, and Princess Karina wants to find, what's the, the guy's name? Yeah. Lanky Nibs. <laughs> let's 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 quickly mention that an establishing oh, shot. Have we yes. forgot to right. uh, our second con- connection to a previous movie? That's yes. right. Just after the sale of the slaves uh, slash pirates um, to the princess, we see an establishing shot, which is quite literally, and I will I will bet the farm on it. It's B roll from Blade Runner. Uh, Logan's uh, from Logan's Run. And what is B roll exactly? Also ran footage. It's sort of B-roll is sort of um, well. Re- B-roll is generally sort of background footage. That yeah, you, it's re- that it's you, re- you in collect. reference to the B yeah. camera team. The yeah, A yeah. team is the A team, and the Assistant B camera team go out and film so. trees and so other crap. They're the, go- they're the people that get stuck doing the establishing shots. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. And even shots. worse, the sort of also ran establishing get, shots. They get sent to very. They just get told shoot us some some mountain ranges yeah. with trees, and they go to various different locations and yeah. they film all that stuff. And then later on in the editing, the d- director says, oh, "I'm going to use this shot." Mm. And all the other ones they get kept. Mm. So the film studios have a library of B-roll stuff that they can then take from in other movies and they say we don't have to pay somebody to fly in a helicopter because yeah. we have that shot from three years ago we already filmed mountains we Michael Bay used it in the first Transformers film there was a, a freeway scene where they blew up some flips some cars and stuff and I think even a stuntman got injured in the actual sequence but, so they didn't use it in the film they wanted to but Michael Bay just plucked it out of the archives and used it in the first Transformers film. stock footage yeah alright so this is the 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 city out of Logan's Run yeah um, now, well, we really didn't know the name of the planet in Logan's Run, did we? Well, it's Earth. That was Earth. Was it? Yes. yes. Did you watch the film, Dave? <laughs> I, was tr- I was trying to lead you down a path. It was never going to work. <laughs> All right. Now, but you, uh, I, I see what you're saying. Abraham Lincoln on a tr- But <laughs> if it was Star Trek, Abraham Lincoln would be on a separate planet. That's right. But, that's right. But it could have been on another planet, mm. which means where are these guys? Yeah. Now, if you think about the end of Logan's Run, all the people with the diamonds in their hand and they come back and they all escape, right? And they're all out of their city. And remember that they had Carousel where they had a party where everybody takes Mm. drugs and floats around in the sky. Yeah. What happens in this movie? Mm. They're in the... take drugs and float around in the sky. But it is very obviously not Earth. Well, you see, maybe... Maybe Logan's run isn't on Earth. You see, this is what I'm saying. Abraham Lincoln. This is watching. What I am. <laughs> yes, it's yes. It's just it's another space. Earth. Off? How dare it's you bring different. logic to the Yeah, day, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> you and your plot holes. Come on. Seriously. All right, all right. I won't labour okay. that stupid theory okay. anymore. All right. This so, looks like some kind of uh, off-world dance yeah, routine. Yeah, you see, that's what I say. This is Carousel 2.0. That's why I say they are actually on the Logan's Run planet. Yep. And these are these are all the Diamond Star people, and they've just grown up, and now instead ah. of right, and they've just become jerks and stolen all the water. Yeah. Maybe it's when at the end of this film, and they find Earth, yeah. they start a new nightclub <laughs> and repeat some of the architecture. Architecture, and that's how <laughs> the stuff from this from my Mithra ends up on Earth. Yep. This is yes. Carousel 2.0. Oh Roll it in. All right. So then what happens is, this is, you know, taking, they take some drugs. Then what happens is, now this is another weird plot point because Zorn sees Princess Karina kind of fraternizing with 
The slaves. The slaves. Yes. And then get them. And and yet his plan is to let them go. Yeah, get them, but he knows that he has stormtroopers who fumble, <laughs> and he only sends two. Yeah. And the pirates always. They, he actually says, you know, this this they let us get away. It was too easy. Yeah. But Did they actually say that? Like? Yeah, he said that later on in the special. It looks it sounded too easy. Didn't but look so easy. There were motorbikes and crashes yeah, and bloody yeah, robots exactly. exploding. Yeah. And but you have to introduce the our our killjoy because they were, he he didn't join them for the testiculation because That's he's right. clever and he mm-hmm. put he on keeps, a monk's robe, sort of ducking away, so he and got avoiding out, uh, all of the. And he said, "I'm going to put on a." Full body breastplated <laughs> armor, and therefore I will look like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. And he stands in a room, in a dark room, with robots. <laughs> and he's in a closet robot and hangs out. And he's hanging out. Yes. <laughs> and that's a part of his. And it just happens to be the same plan. party that everybody else. And is what at. does he do? Why is he hanging out? He's hoping for sandwiches. Somebody's <laughs> yeah. going to bring him a sandwich. And that's that's all that drives him. Yes, that's part of his shtick. Because when we first meet him, he's a faith with. Gold. That's right. That's right. Then he becomes the monk. <laughs> yeah. Then he becomes the hungry bro- robot. I like that about his character, <clears throat> right? I, I, I like the fact that he sort of had his own agenda, and he would go where he wanted to go. He wasn't. He didn't seem at any point to be um, bound to any other character. Mm. I think there was a connection with him and the Angelica Houston character. Yeah. At the end, they decided to hook up. There for seemed some reason. to be a connection. Well, everyone was hooking up at the end, um, but. There seemed to be a connection there, but apart from that, he was on his own gig, you know, he was doing yeah, his own thing. Yeah, thoughts. that's right, and I liked that, actually. I thought it was good. And they were kind of like ships in the night. They yeah. just kind of crossed paths every now and again. He knew everyone, he knew all the pirates <laughs> yeah, and everything, yeah. but it was like, yeah, oh, yeah okay, I'll come with you guys. He was right. very quick to use the our word, like when he was talking about the water that they stole. Mm-hmm. It was like our water. Oh, They're going to yeah, let yeah. us keep our uh, water. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hang on. <laughs> Weren't you in a cell with gold? Yeah. Were, that wasn't even your heist. You swindles us, yeah. Yeah. All right, so Ship of Fools. They're on the Ship of Fools, and it's uh, Princess Karina wants to find Lanky Nibs. <laughs> what? Princess Actually, Karina wants to find Lanky Nibs. <laughs> Actually, yes. before the... the, the Do you watch his movies? <laughs> oh, my God. What is Lanky um, Nibs? He's During, the guy in the desert. Uh, during Sweet the escape, water. Yeah, boy. Sweet yeah, 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 yeah. coming back to you. Yeah. Actually, gotcha. just going back to the escape, isn't the escape where Roscoe manages to escape via the black pimp robot? Yes, that was a hilarious moment in, in film and history. I thought, I thought oh, they yes. managed to be racist with a robot. Yeah, I thought <laughs> yes. it was great. I thought his answer was awesome. Why did you make it black? Because I wanted it to, to be perfect. perfect. And then he redeems it back there later on when he paints a robot black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that was good fun. I thought. Uh, all right, so they're on the spaceship. Now, Princess Karina wants to find Lanky Nibs, so she just asks the first pirate she meets, and it turns out that Pirate Jason happens to know Lanky Nibs. So that was lucky. And yeah. real well, actually. Like a very close relationship yeah. with Lanky Nibs. Yeah. Right? yeah, actually, what would have she done if she... he didn't know? <laughs> He's like a... Never heard her of to guy. a pirate planet, yeah. and then she would have lost her way through there, I guess. All right, but luckily that was not the case, and uh, our hero does know the person that she needs to find. And um, all right, so she basically puts a gun at their head and says, "All right, let's go and find Lincoln Nibs. Let's take me to the planet." And uh, are we getting to the planet now? No, 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 not yet. No, no, no. We have, we have, a, we have two more stop-offs. Oh yes, we need well, to we've get infected. We've got a critical, critical character um, to be introduced as well around this time. 
Yes. Herpes. Yeah, space, space herpes. Wait, 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 wait. You guys are always you're on the herpes train. You're just like, just hype in the herpes train just to get there. I'll just quickly remind us that Zorn has to meet Supreme Commander back on planet Mithra. Logan Logan's, Logan's run. run. And he has to say, everything is going according to plan. That's right. All right. Something, something. Something, complete. something. We had this all worked out <laughs> exactly. from the beginning. It's the same. It's exactly the same. Yes. All right. So they have that conversation. Yep. And then we in the audience, we're all clued in. It's like, oh, this is much ah, deeper than we expected. Layer upon layer. All right. Now I hand it over to you. Go go bananas with your, with your herpes. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> well, the highlight of the film. The offsider. Well, there's an egg rolling around and they did show they a cutaway. Closet. They open my closet and it yeah. rolls out. Yeah. yeah. Where did that on. Where did that c- come from? That's what I want to know. It the herpes egg. was in the closet. It was in the closet. Come <laughs> We kept away from moisture and heat. That's right. With and a little label saying, keep away from moisture and heat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it rolls out, and it, sure enough, it hatches, and uh, we see, what's his name again? Roscoe. Uh, Roscoe's having a bit of a, bit of a kip, mm-hmm. and uh, over his shoulder beca- comes, uh, what can only now be for this? For our international, a plethora of international listeners... <laughs> What's a bit of kip, Dave? It's it's having a nap. A wee nap. Okay. Um, is this uh, alien esque uh, chest burst, yeah, which I think was an homage, was it not? Yeah, he yeah, was like the so. um, rip off homage. Well, spoof. <laughs> he, yeah, they, the, they're interchangeable. <laughs> there, the body double to the alien. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it did look like the body double, didn't it? It just didn't stand yes. up um, to close scrutiny, but in a in a squinted eye, yes. Yeah, okay, body, you know, uh, chest burst. Yeah. Um, and it latches onto his back and he wakes up and... Uh, he now has herpes. And then this weird conversation happens where we try to get as much comedy as we possibly can <laughs> out of the fact that there's herpes in a sci-fi space battle or space scene. I never quite got the link between the alien worm thing and herpes. Mm. Yeah, except yeah, that that's what it was. It's an infection that... Spaceships suffer from. We never really learn why it's so dangerous oh, either, yeah. because it's just a little slug that wants Kill to Joy. eat some food. Yes. Joy does not like space herpes. When he finds out later on, and the that they know well. about it, and the princess as well, she's not happy at all as well. Because these guys don't share the information about the space herpes being on board. So what's the payoff to the space herpes? None. Nothing. None. This thing Zero. has no bearing Zero. on the plot or anything. It's a gimmick to put in the film because yeah. somebody thought space herpes would be a fun idea to do. We can use a puppet, right? It's like the Atari yeah. Atari space Gary the VFX they do guy they can make these cool worms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty. That's all there is. All right, I'll wrap it up with what's the fate of the space herpes worm? Ultimately, it gets stomped on by a robot. That's right. Exactly. All right. At the very end. Okay, so next um, is is what I've called Pirate Planet. I don't know if it's technically it is pirate, uh, pirate Planet, um, but they go down to a planet and there's all these people fighting and there's lots of craziness going on and they're going to meet some good old friends. I love this scene where the pirate's getting his boots shined yeah, and then he sees them sort of come in on their chariot and then he stands up and turns his little water canister to allow it to drip into the cup of the guy that was the the, <laughs> the, the, the um, shishana. Shishana. What? 
What do we say that's politically correct about really wee people? Little people. Little people. Little the, weirdo. The little person. <laughs> and so that's because because I, I think we pretty much undermine the whole <laughs> correctness. What's the correct thing? We just look people. Well, we little we little people is absolutely correct because that's just quite literally a, a small person. But there is a uh, we can't call midgets anymore. Yeah. No, that'd be politically. That's where that's, that's where we're going correct. for little weirdo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just took oh it through a Hail Mary. Um, <laughs> Please edit this podcast before it goes live. Um, but I just thought, I didn't notice it, the, and, and then I had to rewind it. I thought, what was he doing there? And he was actually turning a little tap on his belt holster um, water canister, like throwing a coin, because their monetary system is water. I missed to give that. him some water. Oh, is okay, another, okay, okay. Is this another connection to another movie? I don't know. A no. belt holstered flute dispenser. Ah, it is too. <laughs> Battle Beyond the Stars. Yeah. <laughs> this is all... Freaking, it's all in there. This is the nexus mm. point. This is where... It's that bucket of ideas. It's just that wherever you... It's yeah. the, the core of the multiverse the core of the is MGM just like studios. <laughs> yeah. yes, so at the end of this podcast, the three of you will be convinced that how genius this film actually <laughs> yeah. is. You just uh, didn't realise. I'm right. getting more and more convinced as we go <laughs> right. on. I tell you, and we love this scene where they're coming in, they're rolling in in their tech chariot, but in the background of that is two women just having to drag out knuckle fight in <laughs> yeah. the street. Yes, yeah. because this is a wretched hive of scum and villainy Absolutely. and lawlessness. It tort- it's, it's the planetary tortuga. This yeah. is how it's. Oh, the, every day must be like that. Just yeah. people fighting in the streets, throwing yes. food in each other's faces because that's pirate world. Uh, yeah, that's what pirates yeah. do. Where are you going today, Gary? We just have to fight in the streets. <laughs> is that called Pirates Den? Yes. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. There's no doubt. I'm surprised it doesn't say Space Den because everything <laughs> else in this movie has space as its attribute. Okay, so this is where the ship split pays off. That's right. And Although one out. of the nacelles we find out is destroyed. No, do we? It fell. It 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 was foul. Or what's the term I'm looking for? It found foul. Fell foul. Fell foul. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Fell foul of their little ploy uh-huh. and was destroyed. Okay. Once again, didn't mean anything to the story whatsoever. We didn't lose any crew. I didn't even know it happened. I didn't, didn't even know, know it happened. Not, yeah. Not yeah. No, they were quick to point it out. All right, so um, we so the band's back together. We get the band back together. So we've got all our guys, and there's the naked parrot. There is the naked parrot. Yes. Now a couple of things go on, but probably one of the most important things is they find out that Lanky Nibs is hanging out at Sweetwater, and there's only one way apparently you can go to Sweetwater. So Sweetwater, and what's that? Like a land vehicle. You'll need a, a land vehicle. vehicle. And there's only one person in town who has a land vehicle, and that's the frog woman slash man slash frog woman. Mm-hmm. And because he, she, it he, works for the government, they're going to need to bribe. Use their use their charms. Use her feminine seductive ways. charms, and then is she, she finds out that yeah. it's a she and not a he. And then he has to use his feminine charms That's or right. whatever it is. Yes. And so then, they, and then there's a couple of fights. Yes. So Angelica Houston here shows off her um, sword wielding prowess. Yes. Which was, I think, the whole point of that scene. There's mm-hmm. no other, other than showing that she can. She can chop things up with a sword. Do we ever see her put that to any other use in the future of the movie? What's that? Was she involved in the in the end fight? I don't think she's in the end fight. No, she's not getting old. So she's flying the spaceship. That's right. She's keeping the spaceship on course. So 
another thing that mm. possibly doesn't pay off. Yeah, they, they had to put it here now. If they didn't do it here, they but would they do it But they need to give the pirates incentive to c come after them. When they go see Lanky Nibs or whatever his name is. Yeah, but... Um, yes, but plot hole. He talks about bounty hunters. That's right. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to that now. So yep. my next story beat is going to be Mad Max on a budget. So um, we have, yes, Mad Max on a budget. So we have the land vehicle from the heroes mm -hmm. go out and find Lanky Nibs. Um, and this is where we meet the space gophers. Yes, uh, yes. yes, finally yes. we get to meet the space gophers. We've we been see waiting. a vehicle that's aerodynamically designed at the bottom <laughs> <laughs> and exactly the opposite at the top. <laughs> yes, it has sails at the top. To it's stop. solar panels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Well, it's not wind-powered. Well, maybe it is wind-powered, actually. Be. That's how it goes back to where it came from. It gets blown back by those solar panels. All right. Um, so they come across, they're out in the desert and uh, Lanky Nibs is a bit crazy and he's shooting gophers with his slingshot. And he then starts telling us all sorts of wonderful things. And because what are some of the old. wonderful things? They, they are surprised to see how old he is. Uh, yes. Now, why is he old? He got stuck in the time warp or he, he narrowly got brushed by the time warp. He didn't get stuck. He escaped. That's right. But he aged 20 years in as many minutes. Okay. And, and so he what, likes, what, he's what, hanging what, out with two donkeys. Yes. And two, and two and little two piglets. Pigs. Mm. And a couple of ducks. Is there ducks as well? Yes, there is. Yes. Yeah. So he's got a... Which I think, realistically, the only reason they're in the film is so that later on we can see large donkeys and old pigs. Oh, it's when they needed the for his backstory. I'm yeah. sure it's needed for his for his persona. I swear he, they're only there because later on, the after the time warp, we see the growth. <laughs> he likes the pork and the he milk. He doesn't want... It's the milk. Yeah. Oh, okay. The donkey okay. milk and the... Uh, and the pork. Um, yes. All right. So, what is up? What has what has Lanky Nibs just been up to? What has he finished doing? What is he just hanging out with her dad? He just had a little yeah. bit of a kip. Oh no, no! Something much more important, much more oh. critical to the world and the universe. The answer was hanging out with her dad, Tom. I'm too. <laughs> Count yeah. Vasco and his adventures to collect the seventh planet that's gone into the centre of the galaxy. 300 points for Rick. <laughs> 300 quite loose. <laughs> All right, so he explains that he's been on the ship with Count Vasco uh. when Count Vasco went off on his expedition to find the seventh planet that's gone into the time warp in the centre of the galaxy. And then what happened is, of course, when they came back... They went to the try system. <laughs> did they now? You must. How many times did you watch this film? Three and times. Three fuck. times. <laughs> and is it worth you need noting? To tone it back. You need <laughs> to tone that shit back. He needs to come back to two times. <laughs> yeah. And it's worth noting who this guy is. No. Actor wise, isn't he? The actor. Carradine, or is it the old guys? No, no the old boy is, is Carradine, the oh. uh, father of David Carradine, and. <clears throat> A bunch of Carradines, Robert about Simmons. four, four Carradines, and then one adopted Carradine. Um, yeah, you know, the Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, the there's two nerds with the big thick glasses. The one that's got the weird laugh, the nerd laugh. Mm. The, he's the main, the main character. He's, guy. he's David Carradine's brother. Oh, is he? he's a Carradine as well. Wow, he's a UFO nut. Yeah. In reality, is it Carradine or Carradine? I always thought it was Carradine. I don't know. I've met. I told you, I've my claim to fame is I've met David Carradine. Oh yeah, he was at a magician's um, 
conference at Jupiter's Casino, and it's seven in the morning. Like we'd go and spend all our tips money at the casino every every Saturday night. Yeah, and seven in the morning, we're sitting around a bar drinking beer and. Oh yeah. Can I join you boys? We turned around and fuck me if it's not Kung Fu himself. <laughs> and he had like jade rings and, and Indian type jewellery and everything. And he was the nicest bloke you've ever met in your life. He's <laughs> a really nice guy. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. But that's the old boy. Not that, this boy. Not this boy. I so thought, what's this guy's relationship to him? Not this guy. We don't this know. Is, this I is not. Remember. You're talking about John Carradine. Yeah. Is the son, but this is not him. This is a different actor. I've confused oh. everyone. Mm. All right, yeah. <laughs> he's not a Carradine. Yeah, and and the he that they're referring to is <laughs> Lanky Nibs. Lanky Nibs. <laughs> yes, just this is just Robert the, Simons. For those of you not watching on absolutely uh, YouTube. All right, <laughs> and so just not to watch this train wreck. <laughs> It's a bucket of plot that's been poured into this movie. Remember, <laughs> it's like bubble and squeak done in a film. Yeah, so I like when, that. Okay, you're right. When Count Vasco comes back from his trip to find the seventh world, mm. he goes to the Tri System, where the Templars hassle him, and that's where they have to go next. Uh-huh. Is the Tri System? Yep. All right. So Count- I never understood why they go to the headless Bruce Villanche. Wendon. I didn't, I never, never got it. No, uh, uh, three times in my life that I've seen this movie now. Okay. But you will explain it within the next few minutes. To be honest with you, I never really got it either. <laughs> okay. But they have to go to the tri system because Count Vasco went there for some reason. And for some reason, Count, and that's where they have to go to the tri system. But it turns out it's not Count Vasco, right? Because Count Vasco stayed on the seventh planet. Because this is an imitation. Well, yes. We don't so, know. No, but no, 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 no. I'm just trying to understand no, 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 the whole plot. No, no, no. Count Vasco had to go to the tri system. The real one did. The real one did. Yeah. Okay. And we will explain why when we get there. Okay. Right? But he had to. But that's a very good question. All right. So we, we now understand that we have to go and visit Wendon at, Count, at, at the tri system. Mm-hmm. And just as we work that out, what happens? Bounty hunters. Bounty hunters. Action. Action in the uh, Mad Max car that didn't because quite any make good it onto film. the film. <laughs> the bad, yes, there was one of these junior VFX artists who says, "Hey guys, look what I make! Don't be in the film too." The skull has got a missing tooth. <laughs> yeah. two, two missing teeth and a unicorn. Yeah, it's basically the Mad Max vehicle, the work experience, absolutely kid made, absolutely. But That's a, that is a great description <laughs> of what that is. A sign of a good movie is that it has balanced pacing. Uh-huh. Pacing mm-hmm. is the, 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 the balance between action scenes yep. and plot development. Uh-huh. Where plot part are the boring things, where, where the people talk, yes. where we get the story, but we can't sit through that for 90 minutes. Yes. So there has to be interspersed little action. Mm-hmm. So we had them you know, reach, fly the spaceship, mm-hmm. plot development. Then we go to the space planet a pirate planet there's sword fights and heads are rolling and there's uh, and then there was more plot development here where they were talking yep. mm-hmm. and now they're going to the tri system where there will be more plot so we need to have an action scene yeah. mm-hmm. so out of nowhere must come you could predict that bounty hunters would have to show up even yep. if they have no other need to be there other than the lack of action doing the action. pressure was building up and it just like and just yep. like yep. it just had yep. to happen there was a and the first person to go yeah, a vacuum. is right. the trans action of gender a frog. It's the transgen- and what I thought was interesting is the trans the transgender, transgender frog. frog got zapped, 
with such force that she was dead. But yes, <laughs> the car was completely intact. The car was completely intact, and they got on. They got into the car and decided yep. to escape. You can imagine it. them talking around about the script thing. It's yeah. like, oh, do we have to do that frog woman again? <laughs> really? We don't need her anymore. Oh, I got a good idea. <laughs> I can solve this. She could have gotten out of the car and run over like the robot does, but yeah. no, she has to explode inside. The robot that's wearing some kind of bow tie for some reason. And, and is that uh, the butler, cuffing, cuffs is that as the well. butler robot? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Percy. Okay. All right, so a big fight ensues. And what's the outcome of the fight? Um, Our heroes. They blow the... They Kill the bounty hunters, and they and kill like all the bounty hunters. Who no longer serves any purpose, so he needs to yes, die off. So he's useless now. Break so his back. Break yep. his back. And See? Percy the robot. Told you I watched this. Film. Gets run over, and but there's the gag where he pops out 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 of the dirt again. That's right. Uh huh. Yep. And because they're good-hearted pirates, now that Nanky Nibs is gone, they have Actually, to take not the, the same pigs car. and the donkeys with them. No, I, I was right. I thought the transgender frog and the car got blown up in a fireball and they got another car which we never saw where oh, it was. This is Lanky's car. Is this must Lanky's be Lanky's car because it doesn't... Oh, it's different. It, yes. it doesn't have the big uh, okay. solar panel. Oh, unless the solar panels it's got the blown prop. off with the frog. The same movie prop but with a different paint job. Well, there never, you go. I never noticed the... Uh, the curly the, dragon thing. curly dragon motif right. on the side. Okay, what happens next? The story beat. Finish that story beat. What happens next? They escape. They take the donkeys and the... Oh, that's right. The, and the ham. Take yep. the donkeys and the they piglets the, and the... Yep. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, they like need that dead. to show they us that be, there is oh, time travel. They would die. That would be horrible. Yeah. And they were so cute. can't be time travel without the donkeys and the pigs. Yes, they're integral to the flux capacitor. the growing beards isn't enough. All right, so um, I've got here their... Mission exposition. So they're back on the ship. They have a quick recap of what's going on. Um, the seventh world, water planets destroyed in the galaxy, seventh sun. That's the other thing that never made sense. What's that? Well, they say there's five, six worlds and five were destroyed and therefore no more water. Yeah, basically. Because those, those six planets with water, that was all the yeah. galaxy had on offer. That's right. Yeah. Science, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, there's actually seven planets that have water, yeah. and in the galaxy war, you know, five were blown up. Right. Mm. Very good. One is Mithra, and which the has the Unix on it, mm. and the other one lost its orbit somehow. Lost its orbit. Yeah, and is therefore a healthy world. All by so itself. the desert yes. one, the, <laughs> probably the very cold layer, because <laughs> that's on Mithra funny, as well. Yes. No, it's just. It's not quite a planet. It's just a... Like the desert planet? Yeah. Is that Mithra as well? No. No, it's the pirate pirate planet. So there's another planet outside of the seven planets? No, there's the seventh planet. No, what these are, are the, the seven water world. The seven water world. These oh, are the, okay, the, the water hero worlds. water worlds, right? Okay, okay. And so that's where we also just recap, and he tells us again that it spiralled off into the centre of the galaxy where there's a horrible time warp. All right. <laughs> All right, so we've already um, reminded ourselves that we have to go to the Tri-System. So we're going to go to the Tri-System. Um, now, what do we find on the Tri-System? What does it look like? And what's what are some of the people that we encounter on the Tri-System? Uh, paint me a picture of what's going on. <laughs> There's the Tell lead the singer of Toto. <laughs> Grace Jones was missing from that one. <laughs> yeah. From that bunch. yeah. And some Amazonian... Bikini clad. Yeah. Still yeah. bikini wearing Amazonians. Yes. Lead singer of to- Toto. Yes. And, and this is still a big end. 
Um, the robot version of the robot pimp. No, 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 that's not it. No, I've well, that's there too. That. But there's another thing that you're forgetting. Tom is trying uh, to help. To so let's, let's put the it all together. <laughs> the unicorns. The unicorns. That's right. So um, the Amazons ride unicorns on the tri system. I forgot that whole sequence. Yep. It's left through that part. One of the most memorable sequences in the, the whole movie. And, and, this, and this will be the second time that the main hero is dragged behind something. That's true. Yeah. Which is a stunt he must have excelled at. That's yeah. Kind of yeah. Or the stunt double again. excelled at. <laughs> I think it's him, at least sometimes. Yeah. You get yeah. some good close-ups of him. Okay. All right. So the Amazonians take him, uh, capture the whole crew, uh, basically the whole crew, and they bring them before Wendon. Wendon, who's my favourite character in the film. Yep. Um, he looks like the lead singer of Toto. Yep. Okay. So they have a bit of a chat with him, and uh, he apparently knows where... Count Vasco is. He is Bruce Wielanch. Yes. A great gay icon in is the it? American actors scene and the person who has written a lot of the um, speeches for the Oscars at the Academy Awards. He writes well, a I'll lot of the speeches. Well, I've been educated. <laughs> he does stand-up comedy. He has, has his own show. And Okay, so what's his, his interesting feature in, the, in this movie? Wearing glasses. <laughs> he wears glasses on his only body part. Let's put it that way. Yes. Well, apart from his pet owl, um, he is but but only a head. Yes, he's but a head. Yes. There is a, a an awful lot of chopping off of body parts in this movie. Yes. Do you think that that's a theme? I think so. It's pirates. Yes, it's pirates. Yeah. All right. So um, they he explains after being persuaded that um, you know he tells them where Count um, Vasco is. And uh, they go and find Count Vasco. But it turns out that it's not Count Vasco. It's just a robot doppelganger copy of Count Vasco. And they actually have a name for the robots of that quality in the film. They do? And what are they? I can't remember. Androids? No? No. Did you guys watch this film? <laughs> not enough. We didn't w- write down every single word. Like <laughs> At least I remembered this bit. Yeah. I watched it one and a half times. The copy of Count Vasco is an Omega robot. No, That's okay. it. That's the deluxe version. Now we have to, Tom can probably help here, we have to piece together the story. Remember Count Vasco has gone off into space, he's found the seventh planet, and then he's come back and he had to have come to the Tri-System. He came back because he, he was the only one, he needed to bring the, the location out of the He wanted to world. tell the world, he needed tell to the tell the galaxy. People. So he had okay. the, the coordinates, he had the rings, oh. and he gave the ring to Wendon. Okay, but hang why? on. Yes, but, but no, 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 he would have had to have made the ring at some stage. He didn't just like, he wasn't born with the ring. He could have made it on the seventh planet. He, maybe you made it on the seventh planet. No, 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 he can't have made it on the seventh planet because the the ring, the, for those who need spoiling, the ring is a secret message, right? And it says, I thought that, you know, my daughter was dead. You know, if you're still alive, I have this message of where the seventh planet is. So he recorded that. So he left the seventh planet, went back out into the universe, then found out that his daughter was dead. Possibly. And recorded the message. Yes, and made himself a copy double robot. And then he took the ring and he put it inside Wyndon's mouth. And where did he go off to? We don't know. Because that was a bit of a letdown at the end. Because the whole thing revolves around finding the bastard. And then the film ends but without having found the bastard. Uh, yes. Didn't, it, yes. didn't he stay on the seventh planet after he found it? And he sent the Omega version of himself back 
Ah, okay. where I came from. Right, okay. And that had the ring. That works. Yeah. And that way he yeah. didn't have to leave again because yeah. you age when you See, go Dan, back out. You watched it too many times. That makes times. much more sense than the movie did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but there's still one last plot point because when they get back to the ship, they take the Omega robot apart and they're looking inside its brain for clues and that's where they find the hint of the ring. Mm. Okay. Anyway, the ring's in Wendon's mouth from the Omega doppelganger. Ha- and put how the two together. He hey? keeps all sorts of stuff. Why is it he has no hands. Yeah. Where else is he going to keep <laughs> stuff? I got the impression she knew what she was doing. She's like a ring person. She knew to put it. Yes, I, I, that was. It was almost like it was a tech that was. It was common. a father, was, father-daughter thing. It was yeah. something they used or to do. Or it was common tech. Yeah, it was like docking. You play your. Um, it's your like iPhone fidget spinners, but it's like yeah. ring holograms. Everyone knows that you get the two rings <laughs> and, and you do that. And it was a bit like the Obi Wan hologram from Star Wars. Yeah, it was. It was the uh, let's let's just get this story happening. Come on. All right then. So with that, we now know the coordinates of the seventh world. So, they're going to um, they're going to head to the center of the galaxy, and we also know that they have to follow those coordinates very exactly because if they deviate at all when going through the center of the galaxy in the time warp, they'll be stuck there forever, forever, stay ever, a while, ever, stay ever, forever, ever, ever. All right. Now, as they go in. Zorn, oh no, no, before Zorn turns up, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. As they go in, I like the idea the of time these two guys just telling us a story every, every two weeks. <laughs> I think bring a pillow next time. We, we're coming up to the very, the most, one of the most important parts of the movie, one of the, ah. and one of the best parts of the movie. Oh, the ba bow, ba bow, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Which I think only got put in the film so that they could do the pregnancy thing later on. Through yeah. the time travel thing. Yes, because that yes. was a good gag, so they yeah. needed to do that. Yeah. All right, so um, thinking like scriptwriters, our heroes have to bonk. So yep. I've got this story bit. It's called Bonking Time. And there was a huge <coughs> story-destroying plot hole. I'm sorry, oh. Dan, in this. Yes. They, they have a hologram thing like... Um, build like, it up slowly, build it up slowly. Let's um, together, let's, oh, yeah. let's, let's, when they decide to uh, <laughs> share their passion, they don't just you know do it in an right. air yeah. duct somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, they... Just like Star Wars, uh, Star, Star Trek, they have the, the hollow... Yeah, hollow deck. Hollow deck. Yeah. He has a cassette, and this one's mm. called uh, Passion Storm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's by the seaside, yeah. and, and, you, and the sun goes down, and then you get this beautiful lightning storm by the sea. <laughs> And with real rain. With real rain, and their <laughs> clothes get all clingy. And I have to wonder... Um, there's your water. Yeah. <laughs> Holographic yeah. water. Well, I don't know. They look pretty wet. So if it's That's real why the water. universe has got no water, you could have a full rain shower just to, to shag. So I just thought, why not just turn that thing on and put buckets out and there you go you've solved the water problem well that's a ship that has cargo full of ice isn't it so they they set their little splash out of it well I'd be pretty pissed if I was spending that water to survive and these two dang fools wasted it just so they could rub 
Especially <laughs> two drops of it get you a boot shot. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's a pretty precious commodity. <laughs> you know, maybe this is he's, he's paying for sex yeah. here. It's like essentially they're having sex in a big room full of gold coins. Yeah, that's right. And, Send and me it just, the money. And it just reacted. The whole world is built on the scarcity of water, and they have sex in a monsoon. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the ultimate <laughs> in extravagance. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't even know if. If the word plot hole is <laughs> enough to describe this. <laughs> it's a plot chasm. It's a black it's plot, a plot hole. Abyss. <laughs> All right, but wait, 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 but wait. We cannot leave mm-hmm. because we have to have a second conversation about what goes on here. And I'm just going to put put in put on the table the word double entendre. Oh, we're going oh, to put things right. in grooves again, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Right. Okay, so Shouldn't let's just have a bit of a recap of um, when we're having sexy time. Yes, that's right. We have to have some... In sci-fi. In sci-fi, we have some double entendre. So the the previous one was getting your... What was it? Your crook shank out of its groove <laughs> yeah, or something right. or other? Yeah. I, I can't remember <laughs> what it was. Stars, or your yes. diddly dongly woggly tongly. <laughs> it was a something rod. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's into right. your groove. And yeah. I must say... That this this movie has a couple of it has three double entendres in it, and two of them are little warm up ones which I just brush aside and I don't I don't care about. But um, the 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 third one is a uh, should you be at the controls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yes, don't mind. You have to build don't it mind up. You I have do. to build it up properly. Sorry, you do that. You're better at that than I am. Well, <laughs> they're snogging, right? And she's lying there, and she's all getting hot and sweaty and wet, literally. And then, you know, they're kissing and stuff. And then she looks into his eyes and he looks into her eyes and she says, shouldn't you be at the controls? In which case he answers, if you insist. (laughs) 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 Yes, and I thought, yes, I'll pay that one. That's that's a quote. And there's something about the sword. (laughs) Oh, that was the other one, you know. She says, oh, my saber's getting in the way and it's all stiff and you can't, oh, it's the belt. All stiff, that's right. The belt buckle's a bit stiff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They pale in comparison to the, shouldn't you be at the controls? If you insist. She keeps throwing me. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's not my mouse. That's your mouse. <laughs> so we have uh, the, the the shag is over. The shag is over. Somebody should write a song called "The Shag Is Over." He's uh, back at the real controls. Yep. And um, the time warp is going to hit. Yep. Okay. So, uh, can somebody describe to me what the hell happens in the next few sequences in the movie? Zorn boards the ship because he's catches them. up. Catches up with the ship because his yes. plan is now c- coming to through fruition. He's been tracking them the whole time. That's yep. right. It's all been part of his master plan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, the herpes breaks out and everyone gets upset about it somewhere along here as well. True. But moving past that, Zorn boards the ship. A fight ensues between the pirates and the Templars, and everybody because they're going through the whatever vortex. Time, especially it's a fight between the robots. They all send their robots yeah. forward, and the robots don't want to fight. They think it's not so good. Well, they're the slapstick in the film. One mm-hmm. robot co- commits suicide by taking one screw out of his belly button. Yeah, <laughs> but earlier on, just before the fight starts, and as they fight, they grow beards because they get older, and the princess who got pregnant via the shag in Paradise Storm will eventually. Give birth to what has to be one of the ugliest babies I have ever seen. Slapping young son. Um, like, you know, it was only marginally better looking than the herpes thing. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and then and then the baby grows up during the extended fight sequence that speeds up and slows down to show the effects of the time vortex. And then eventually that pirate baby ends up being none other than Robert Ulrich himself. Yeah, like uh, his father. And he says, Hi, Dad. And That's one of the corniest lines of the film. Mom, Dad, we won! <laughs> yeah. And in a lot of ways, that kind of sums up the conclusion to the movie. Yeah. And I made it sound a lot more exciting. Actually <laughs> so... After that... Oh, and the donkeys get old. Donkeys, donkeys get, get old. old. And, and the pigs grow because we, that, today he's been carrying those for half this podcast. So That's yes. right. Yep. Man, your little your little uh, description of what happened during this sequence has left me way behind with these images. Oh, there we go. People die. I mean, a granny decays yeah. into an old skeleton. That's right. That's yes. right. And that's the gag. Yes. Yes. She was already old. So. Someone says, I hope no no one minds, but I have no intention of facing this sober. <laughs> that's drinking, which I thought was a cool That's one. a good toy. Yeah, sounds like what he would Which is probably advice for watching the film. <laughs> All right. So, so um, where do you want me to come out of this well, clip warp? Well, we... We eventually actually come out of the time warp, right? right? And because our good guys have stayed on the path... The perfect time warp because it, you come out of it and it's like nothing ever. Yeah, that's nothing right. Happens, yeah. It's like it's all a dream. And everything goes away that was bad. But they retain their memories. But they retain their memories somehow. Um, and we also get told that you can't be even one degree. Mm. As Zorn was. Off the, and Zorn was. Yes. So he gets lost forever. So he's forever, lost in space forever. forever. Dead. Solves that problem. Mm. Now, the next bit that happens is they see the seventh planet and then the credit rolls. Game over. And the seventh planet is... That's the big reveal. Earth. Uh, it's possibly Earth. Well, it is Earth. There's Africa. Well, it yeah. is actually Earth, yes. As soon as the... Uh, uh, what's this? <coughs> That's Africa, the, the Horn Africa. of Africa, the, the Middle East, and uh, Middle East. Yeah, the Middle East. So, Which is the most deserty part of the planet, but anyway. Well, there's lots of blue. I've got to tell you, like, I feel like I've been. Um, for a time more? Well, I feel like I've been raped a little bit by, <laughs> by sci fi <laughs> when right at the very end, when the very last sequence is Earth. You know what that I mean? totally when it's a galaxy far, far away, yeah, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and there's all this tech and no rec- no um, connection to Earth, mm-hmm. and then right at the very end, it's Earth. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've. Been I think that's. I think that's just a very primitive version of a Shamalamalan twist. It's Planet of the Apes, but cheap. Planet yeah. of the Apes, it works. Yeah. Well, Planet of the Apes is another good example of it. Yeah. But, but Planet of the Apes, that's important. That works. Ah, it was it, Earth all it, along. Hey. It does. And, and it's sort of the cyclic nature of that story and everything makes sense. But this thing... The They're explaining why they have the same city as in Logan's Run. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah it's, it's a different the planet. thing that annoys me... They're that trying to bring it all together. together that's like, right. there's seven planets. Yep. And they all, they, they all have water and... All this sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that can't be our Earth. Why not? Why not? Well, because it can't be our Earth. Like it just can't be. There's is there a period in our universe's history where we had seven pla- only seven planets and they all had water? Well, no, it could galaxy. be in the far future. In the whole galaxy, there's only seven. Oh, so planets. we're not talking about in a system. No, no, no. This is the galaxy. Oh, okay. There was the galactic. The whole galaxy is bereft of water. One planet, Mithra, feeds everything. Yep. Yeah. Which is daft. Yeah. But that's how it is. Yeah. 
and this planet is drifting in space all by itself. See how it's lit by the sun? Yeah. Well, there's no sun. It's the headlights of the spaceship. <laughs> it's a very... <laughs> One point two two one gigawatts worth of headlights on this spaceship. Yeah, they have rude lights on this spaceship, and rude lights for our international listeners are big fucking lights. Australians put on their four wheel drives to supposedly spot kangaroos in the middle of the bush. I think Tom, you mentioned in one of the previous things that these movies sometimes they just never give you the payoff. Yeah. Now the payoff is the final shot. Where you have, see them, you you a, a good narrative has a conclusion and then a result. Yes, you, you, the conclusion is you kill Voldemort. Yes, the result is eighteen years later when the kids are going off to school. And, yes, yeah, yes, you must have the result. Right. Well, in this film, the whole aim was to find the planet, and they found the planet. They never said, we're going to settle down on the planet and live happily ever after, but they said, we'll find the father. And the film ends without, That's right. what's the bloody father? Yes. Right, that's the thing that was exactly. missing. Exactly. What happened to Dad? Yes, they should, have been, they should have either, this is my conclusion, they should have either had a, a telephone call from their dad, yeah. who says, hello, who's yeah. that? Yeah. And it's like, oh, Daddy, it's me. Or they should have gone down to the planet yeah. and we just see them chilling by a pool with water and they're all drinking, going, ha, 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 ha. And then we end. Yep. Yeah, I, I think even just you know a staticky message over the radio, yeah, um, from her dad, yeah, you know asking who the ship is and saying this is Count blah blah, something, something, yep, and we could have gone, but yeah, it it uh, prematurely ends. The it's, other thing uh, that they could have had is the return of Zorn. That's the other thing where you see, you know, Zorn is like. We're picking up another spaceship, Captain. Could that be Zorn? No, no, no. And then it's <laughs> in the dark. And then again, then you're rolling credits. And then he's transformed to <laughs> David LaPal. <laughs> and that's why so Love old. Bang. Yeah. Love it. So yes, the so we're all agreed though that the end of this film was mm. um shit. Bit of a letdown. It was like someone tripped over this film stock and um, destroyed the last can. I think they ran out of energy. They're like, all right, let's wrap for today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck it, I'm going home. <laughs> you guys <laughs> think. You guys <laughs> What's left to do? Oh, well, the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still longer ready. Too many freaking ideas in this movie. I'm going home. Yeah. All so, right. So much like the film, um, we have reached the, the end quite quickly. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think s- somehow what added to that was the fact that um, once again it felt like I didn't watch it enough, I, enough I, times. Yep. I, I think that, you know how we'd had the spoilers discussion? Yeah. I don't think any of what we just said was spoilers in any way. And no. if anybody understood any of that, yeah. you didn't understand any of that. I, t- I totally agree. Yes. We've done these uh, to a couple of films so far, but that has to be the... Um, it was almost like four of us watched... Different films, yeah. because it was very hard to pay. Look, my wife. I blame the film. I'm my not wife, blaming any of us. My, okay. wife, we got to, we, my wife summed this up perfectly because she's watched the last few of me. Yeah. Um, normally, uh, we now have a newborn that involves you know feeding stuff. She got up to deal with the newborn's needs, and I said, as I usually do, "Would you like me to pause it?" And she gave me a look <laughs> and said, no, please don't. Yeah. And that, I thought that summed up. I uh, absolutely uh, understand Okay, so, so that's from. one rating we've got so far. Perhaps we should do the ratings. Yeah. Maybe we should include 
would you pause the movie if you had to go to the loo as part of the ratings? Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, and I, I would agree with that and probably put that forward as my rating for I guess for the question film. is, am I, am I under obligation to watch the movie because I'm invited to a podcast and have to know all the stuff, in which case, whether I like it or not, I'll have to watch it. Yes. I have to pause it. I... Um, I usually won't watch a film on free-to-air television mm-hmm. because of TV commercials and the fact that they edit the piss out of it to fit the TV commercials into it. Um, this particular film, thank God the TV commercials were there if you watched it free-to-air. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm, I'm the same. I would not pause this. Mind you, I rating. did actually rent it to watch it, but that's another yeah, story. Yeah, again, you were under obligation. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I saw it when I was about 15, and now being three times that age, I am a different person. Mm-hmm. I remembered it very fondly mm-hmm. from my teenage days. And I thought, ah, oh, it's a great movie. And I still have it at home on VHS. And I thought, oh, I've got to watch it one day. Uh-huh. And so this was my opportunity to watch it again. Uh-huh. And I, I, you know, I remember the, the good bits that I liked, liked as a kid. <laughs> but I, I, I see how this Were film has not aged Were you well worried about me. how we would watch it? When you watched it, I had. I know a, that you don't. New? You don't. You're not the guy who likes the comedies, right? Well, and you so had no sense of humor. At the end, when <laughs> I watched, like I thought, oh, Dave might not like this. <laughs> and you know, the next day after you watched it, and we we, we saw each other at work, I, I got my comeuppance <laughs> verbally. <laughs> so I was I was confirmed in that. I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe Dan enjoys it. And I haven't seen shared too many movies with Rick yet to know where your opinions are, but I'm getting the idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this did have an advantage over Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. Is that um, there were a lot of surprises for me in this film. Yeah. You know, I couldn't see stuff coming that did. Yeah, yeah. Because um, no yeah. decent writer would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there were a lot of surprises for me that kept me on my toes. That's the one positive thing about this film. Mm. Well, you watched it three times, so uh, your opinion is. Important. I watched it three times, but over forty-five years. He watched it three times over a week. Yeah. Uh, first time I watched it, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Cringy and terrible. Yeah. It tried to be flying high, you know. It tried to be. Um, it tried to be space balls. That's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, yeah, it tried to be space balls. Music. What do you think about the music? How fit? <clears throat> Did the music fit? No, most of the time the music way. was crazy, except one or two places it was cool music. Yeah. I can't remember specifics. But it's the but music that made me think, this is Spaceballs, because yeah. that's the kind of music they have in that. It's mm. disco with mm. a lot of drum and snare. I and thought it was, um, the, they borrowed the soundtrack from Char- Charlie's Angels. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was very, like that, yeah, it was very uh, um, uh, sort of TV-esque in its, in its uh, soundtrack. And actually, that's a question I was going to ask you, film guys. It looked like a TV episode rather mm. than a film. Absolutely. Why is that? But Film stock, uh, budget. When you've got an $8 million budget and no one owns cameras, right? All the kit is rented, right? So when you go out and shoot this shit, you got to build all the sets, but you also got to hire all the gear and you've got to hire all the crew that man all the gear. The $8 million disappears really quickly. But you've got to process the film. So what they do is they skimp. They have to skimp somewhere. They probably skimped on the music. They mm. didn't have a score. They didn't have a composer or any of that. They just had a band, you know. And they skimped here, skimped there. Where they didn't skimp was the slimy herpes beast. The, you know what I mean? They they tried to pick mm. their their targets for the budget. Are the mm. shots different? Because it just seemed like a TV show to me, and I was trying to figure out why. 
It's the it's the framing, it's the cinematography. Um, a lot of it's done on the set, the and yeah. that's that's you can't go out on location. Yeah. Well, there was a couple of there was like in the desert and stuff, yeah. but. Yeah. It was all shot in Hollywood. It was Van Nuys, and there's a four locations they shot it at. I it must was, say it was the, all Hollywood shot. That it had a much better color palette than, for example, um, Hawk. Hawk, for yeah. example, mm. Hawk was grey brown. This was teal and red. Yeah, flashing all over the place. Lots yeah. of lots of really cool stuff like that. It was Hollywood. Mm. This was Hollywood. Hawk was definitely um, pine wood. It was mm. UK. Mm. Um, the lighting's totally different. But then again, you hold up uh, Krull next to Hawk. Mm. And it's the major difference is cinematography, it's film stock, it's it's production polish, mm. um, just because they've got more money. But it struck me as a TV movie, mm. this one. So in the end, my conclusion is that after watching it the second and then the third time, it actually grew on me. And I like started- space herpes. <laughs> like space herpes. <laughs> perhaps we should leave it there. I think that it, perhaps it sums it up perfectly. Fe- unique features to it. <laughs> The the swordplay, the the knights in chainmail, the Atari game thing, the aging in a space war—it's mm. got things that no other the headless guy. It has its merits. There That's is, my opinion. There is no other film like this. Mm. Is there? Yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, it's just this big bucket of ideas that they just poured into this. Yeah. this. So even though we paid homage to, well, just straight ripped a whole bunch of shit, mm. it. It's combination of all that stuff. It's just no one ever went near it. Mm. These guys just said, fuck it. Mm. We're just going to do all of it. Mm. Um, and that's that's the product. What you see is this fuck it attitude. Yeah. Bubble and squeak sci-fi. Yeah. So this, the, theory, the story goes that they had a $20 million budget and it was supposed to be a serious film. Mm. And then at some point MGM pulled the pin and on that idea and poo-pooed that and said, no, you've got $8 million, turn it into a, a comedy. And so you can imagine there might, might be a lot of people with their nose bent, you know, mm. where they did a lot of research. They want this thing to be Star mm. Wars. They wanted it to be Star Wars. They had a cool yeah, thing going on. And then they told it, well, <coughs> this is all you've got. And so they sort of... You're a joke and so's your movie. Yeah, well, to hell with you. I'll mm. give you a joke. Mm. And then they, this is what they came up with. Mm. Yeah. June made by Mel Brooks on a bad day. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it sort of doesn't even fit. You can't put it with Spaceballs. No. You can't put it with flying high. You can't put it with um, just about anything. It's an attempt at its spoof, but it doesn't meet the full requirement. It's closer to Yellowbeard. That's yeah. What they didn't thinking. go full spoof, did they? They yeah. kind of went the, uh, half spoof. Yeah, half yeah. spoof. Yeah, the poster is spoofier than the film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Especially I don't think they had the writing talent to pull off the comedy. Comedy's not easy to write. Mm. You know, I love Yellowbeard. You know, because mm. it had. The Monty Python brains in there, and mm. you know, it had those guys that had that comedy timing, and they understood those little nuanced conversations. That's what was missing in this, I mm. guess. You know, they tried to be funny, but they took the cheap route, mm. and it didn't pay off most of the time. Did you go? What was the funniest moment that you found in the film? Deliberately funny, not deliberately. I don't know if I found too much of it funny. Yeah, I didn't. I remember snickering a few times. But I like the I already black, knew what the film the, was about. The black robot was funny. To yeah. Me. Yeah, when that he, was probably my favourite. I wanted moment. to make it perfect. And the robot pimp was amusing. Mm. Mm. That's the way he spoke. Mm. Yeah. So, so as a comedy, uh, yeah. it didn't stand out as a comedy. Mm. And that's, no. that's probably where the, the mm. whole story went downhill. Mm. The whole thing went downhill. All right. All right. So um, on our on our usual scale of buy, uh, hire, or set fire, uh, set fire to, um, I, I want to set fire. fire to it. Yep, set fire. 
If I hadn't recently watched it and I saw it at JB Hi-Fi's for $7, I'd probably buy it. No, I'm, I'm going to give it a bludge. Ah. So I wouldn't burn it. Yeah. Wouldn't buy it. Yeah. But I'd bludge a copy off it. I'd watch it on a movie night. You'd pirate 15 it. 15 years from now. <laughs> pirate it from a movie night. All right. So that's another film for our collection. Um, we, uh, we're going to bring in some new blood soon. We're not sure when, uh, but we've got some other co- comrades and collaborators that we want to bring into the show, including, including potentially some remote um, mm. Skype-in scenarios mm. where we Is might have five at the desk here. Oh, I thought we were going to draw lots next. Um, yeah, but yeah. one gets. Yeah, yeah. So who who draws the luckiest draw yes, and doesn't right. come? <laughs> we don't talk about him anymore. <laughs> it's like Batman. Yep. And then there were three. Um, thank you, gentlemen, once again for uh, joining me and Dan and uh, the the Voyage of the Geek roundtable discussion of yet another film. Mm. Um, I'm. I'm a little dumber after watching this film, but I don't feel too bad about it. I think I'm okay. Because we all did it together. <laughs> and sometimes these, these 90 minutes spent here talking about the film are usually... So far, they have been better than the 90 minutes spent watching the thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And one thing I know is I've got to watch it that th- the next film, I've got to watch it that third time because I just did not keep up. Uh, at one point there, I felt like I was just being told a story uh, by you that side. You have to be somewhat moderately invested in the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I clearly wasn't. Um, so hopefully next time I can improve my uh, uh, vigilance of whatever film we choose. Yeah. So that's it for another week. Uh, anything exciting coming up, gentlemen? Anything on the radar? No, we don't have much. Thank fuck we've got this show. (laughs) (laughs) Sad but true. That's it. Okay. Until next time, it's uh, bye for me. Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao. See you guys. (laughs) 